like I'm not discrediting yeah, that, the, the, that, that's good that's great I'm glad you do that but yeah like I know it, I know it's work and I know it's hard and it takes it's time consuming but you're working for yourself producing something that you're proud of that you're you're not at some nine to five job where you're just like sucking your soul dry doing work to make somebody else rich but it's a choice to do it right so you could stop doing it at any time and get a real fucking I, job i have never <laughs> once felt sympathy about like a youtuber like oh i i really need a, a break from from this it's yeah, like yeah oh, okay. it, it would be like us starting the podcast every week saying you know how much we guys you know how long it takes to make this podcast <laughs> <Do> we <laughs> We're really getting burnt out here. We're we all really getting we all out. have to watch the movie, and then Brandon takes two hours just on notes, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I fart a lot. It's a rough. Time. We have the, to make dinner. The, the digestive repercussions of our yep yep of our meal. Yeah, the tummy aches we have while we're doing it. Yeah, it, I think I'm drunk from the scotch right now. I think that's a <laughs> that's a consequence of what's happening. I can smell my own breath. I should have <laughs> I should have I should have smelled the scotch. That, at least that way I could it's have. Rough. You, you still can, some... Brandon. It's right there. Oh, no, no. It'll it'll wake you up. So I mentioned because I was late today. Nice one. I mentioned that I was yelling at Peter, my roommate. Yeah, I was ask yeah. About why that. are you yelling at Peter? Okay, so. Maybe I overreacted. Oh, so it was a real yell. No. It wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, I was making the charcuterie board. And Peter comes in and he says, oh, that looks great. And he's like, oh, what kind of pickles? And I said, you know, just regular dill pickles. And he said, okay. And then my roommate, Ahmed, from across the room, I said, oh, pickles. I like pickles. What kind of pickles? Cuc uh, pic pickled cucumbers? And I and I was like, I looked at him and I said, what other kind of pickles are there? And Peter got mad at me and said, you can pickle anything. Pickled onions, pickled something. And I said, no, no, you don't call those pickles. You don't call those pickles. You, don't call you call those them pickles. pickled exactly. and then whatever it is. They're debating over like the specific lingo being used. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I started yelling at Peter that you would never, ever call the pickled onion a pickle. Right. A pickle is a cucumber is a pickled cucumber. And he started yelling at me that I was wrong. And yeah, I no, just want to know mean, if I'm right because, or wrong. Because if I there's, there's there's pickled eggs in this movie. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't you wouldn't say, Hey, give me a pickle. Exactly. Because if there's pickles and there's pickled eggs and there's pickled onions and there's what else can be You can't call all of those things a pickle. You can't no, call all no, no. you have to yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm and glad like, you're all as sane somebody people. who grew up in this country. If someone said, "Hand me a pickle," I knew I would know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. A pickled cucumber. Yes. And then and then you get sweet pickles and dill pickles, which distinguishes, you know. Right. And then, yeah, and then bread bread and butter pickles and right right better bread and butter pickles. Those are the yeah. yeah yeah like the the real sweet ones yeah. yeah. And then these small ones have like a different name and. Like gherkins baby gherkins or whatever they're called yeah yeah Cocktail you imagine pickles you're on a potluck or something you say i really want some pickles can someone bring pickles and someone responds in the group chat i got you i'm bringing pickles and they show and they, up with pickled onions or eggs or pickled, pickled eggs, eggs. i'd leave <laughs> or, I'm, I'm leaving or, the or pickled pig's feet <laughs> Show up say, with what? pickled fucking pig's feet. I brought pickles. I brought pickles. Put these on your hot dog. 
Okay, I'm glad I am I am vindicated here. I would have gotten as irrationally upset okay. as you. I good. I good, good. It's also been rough in the house. Dishes everywhere. So I was on edge. Uh. <laughs> I was on edge about this pickle argument. <laughs> you guys need a maid. Uh, we did hire a cleaning service about our year long at our year point because I was like, we gotta do a reset, fellas. And uh, really, huh? Really? Yeah. And and don't worry, they they let that money go to waste <laughs> very fast. Wow. Not worth it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But what did the cleaning service show up with a great big like bin outside and like? clean you out like no it was they just did a regular good old cleaning we weren't that bad we weren't that bad but um we needed it and we needed it again but it's not my fault i promise you it's not my fault i'm very how much good. did you pay for that cleaning service your room is clean my room's clean my room's clean how much did we pay i think we paid maybe about 400 really 450 and how long did they clean like three hours how many people were there like four people I'm in the wrong business. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job. The house smelled very good. I was, I was, I, was I thought about it. I was like, I, I want like a, like a yearly reset because I've been in that apartment, my apartment now for over three years, I think, mm. and I've been wanting like a deep clean in there. Yeah. Um. No, I mean it was. I think it was worth it, especially since we split it between everybody. Yeah. But wow. uh, I just wish we didn't need it. You know. Is it like charged by like square footage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then if like they have to take longer, then they'll charge a little bit more. But did gotcha. they just do the common areas or what? They did everywhere. Yeah, they did everywhere. Yeah. They had to speed up in a couple areas because uh, some rooms took a little longer than they thought. But um, yeah, they did everywhere. Every part of the house. They like do even your bedrooms. Hmm. Ooh, I wouldn't want someone in my bedroom. So are you like? Just standing awkwardly in the corner as they clean your room, or, <laughs> or well, I was the only one in the house at the time, so okay. they were doing the whole house. And when they went, when they went in my room, I just I just stepped out. Yeah, okay, stepped out of there for a second. Hmm. They're regular people, Jose. Yeah, they treat them like regular. Were people. They, were they regular our people? <laughs> what does yeah, that yeah, mean? Yeah, but, I mean, what? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Uh, Guatemala to Mexican people. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what if they were vacuuming and they sucked up one of your dildos under the bed? How are you gonna? Those are packaged and hidden. You can't suck those up; they're far too big. I mean, that's where you're, that's where your <laughs> butt's <laughs> stuck in the hook. If they have a vacuum that can suck that up, that's where your buddy's going. That's a big vacuum. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. A shop vac. <laughs> I think you need a bigger. You need a giant shop vac. <laughs> Um, but enough about my uh, dirty dildos. Um, <laughs> we might have some new listeners this week after uh, a Shrek-related event we had uh, last week, and we and we just lost them. And we just lost them all. <laughs> uh, if you are tuning in for the first time uh, after seeing me wear my impressive Shrek costume. If I may which say you, so which myself. Which you won, right? You won the best costume? Then? No, no, <laughs> but I concede. I concede the costume award. I I, I grant it to the frog victor. <laughs> uh, if you're here for the first time, welcome. We hope you enjoyed what we just talked about. <laughs> and we're going to move on. This is Dinner with a Movie. I want your host, Blake. And as always, I'm joined by Brandon. And we're joined by... 
uh, Jose, who's had a little bit too much to drink. Mm, no. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling loose. That's <laughs> great. Are you warm? You need to put on the fan? I'm a little warm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this week, we are talking about Dolores Claiborne. Um, and we have eaten quite a bit today, a lot of a lot of variety. But the main meal was a, a good cabbage and uh, and sausage. Uh, what, would you, what would you call this? Um, just a cabbage sausage. Cabbage fest? and sausage. Yeah, cabbage, cabbage and sausage. sausage a cabbage and sausage bowl. It was delicious. Brandon made it. it. Was it was very very good. Thank you. You look like you're about to throw up. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have eaten two bowls. <laughs> I overate and um, yeah. Uh, and we, well, at least Jose and I, Jose had more than me, uh, some scotch. I had your scotch. <laughs> yeah, the scotch. <laughs> yeah, the rest of my scotch, that's right. Uh, it was horrifying. I could never, I could I, never do what I, Joe does. I could movie. not. It would the get way, past the my way, lips. The way he drinks it in the movie, like it's a fucking soda. <laughs> oh my God. Unbearable. He's drinking like it's bottled water. Yeah. 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 Um, I th- I'm not a, a drinker really, and that was terrifying. That was really hard to do. Um, but I could do it. I could do more. Yeah, we, let's op- take let's a, a swig out of the bottle right I'll now. I'll do a full on swig and I'll spit it right back up. All right, do it. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Do, that's do not it right now on the podcast, and I'll take a drink too. If you do it, I'll do it. If I take a swig out of that bottle right now, you'll take a swig out of that bottle. Sure. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he called your bluff, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, wait, hold on. That was a good sound. <laughs> All right, I'm taking a swig out of the bottle. I can put my mouth on this. Yeah, you can <laughs> do what but you got to do. It's going to it's gonna kill any disease you That's have anyways, because, I mean, it's straight up triple. I didn't take a big swig, Brandon. You, you don't didn't? have to. There we go. <laughs> the taste of that on my lip. <laughs> okay, and now we're all wasted. That's crazy. I didn't really take a drink. I just let it hit my lip. That's okay. You can still, you get the sensation of it. (laughs) It is in my mouth. And it it does taste like turpentine a little bit. It might have been worse then. But it wakes you up. What's that like smoky flavor? There's a smoky Uh, flavor in it. It's like the bong water that it's made out of. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I want more scotch. Because it's in burnt oak casks, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's what, that's what, uh, Joe in the movie drinks quite a lot of, um, the cabbages we see being boiled, uh, in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's about to go to the hospital. Um, sausage. I don't remember where the sausage was. Were they just eating it as a meal? In, in, in one of the meals. Yeah. 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 We, we kind of combined some stuff. Lots of food for once in this movie. We, there was a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get any hot chocolate. Oh shit! I forgot the hot chocolate. <laughs> it's okay. It's That's probably okay. wanted hot chocolate. <laughs> it wouldn't have gone it. well with it mixed well with the scotch. I don't think. No. I or think, no. Uh, Honestly, I've had a really good like alcoholic hot chocolate, but not with scotch. Though. No, it probably had like Kahlua and yeah. Irish cream or something. Yeah. 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 Well, we talked about hot chocolate. Um, well, I just wanted to get hot chocolate to warm your hands up. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, and for I made a charcuterie board, a, a death's door, uh, final last meal charcuterie board. The clip yeah. stay. Uh huh. Charcuterie yeah. board. Yeah. Uh, it was made of some some crackers, some pickles, some uh, grapes, and uh, celery and peanuts, uh, peanut butter. 
And there was also trendy. on in the movie there was like tomatoes and I think there was more cabbage on that or something. I think there so. was something that looked like hummus on there. I'm like, yeah. where'd that come from? Hummus <laughs> in 1970s Maine? Yeah, I don't yeah. think yeah. I don't think that was hummus. It must have been pate or something. Something. It looked like they were like I don't know, it was on like that top portion of the plate. It was like an anchovy or something. Probably. Um probably yeah. some kind of fish. Yeah. Sea town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like like you said, lots of food, lots of food. Uh, we ate good today, I think. <clears throat> There's some sardines up there. I can get you some sardines after the scotch. It might kill us. How do sardines compare to anchovies in terms of taste? Um, I've never had anchovies. Sardines. I think anchovies are packed in salt. Okay. Salt and salt, like they're really salty. They're super salty. Sardines are are packed in oil or tomato sauce. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I recently made a recipe with uh, anchovies that I'd never had before, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was way too salty. Yeah. 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 So I wonder if sardines are like that. I don't think saltines. Saltines. I don't think sardines are salty. Okay. Yeah. As as a kid, I would eat like a sardine like in a tortilla, and I would still add salt to it because it wasn't. Salty enough. All right. I think that's sign enough that yeah. it's not that bad. But um, after we talked last time, I bought some sardines. Um, but I haven't uh haven't eaten any of them yet. I get into a kick where I'll eat like four cans in like a week, and then I won't touch them again for months and then start over. Yeah. I just wanted to see if I liked them. I have a problem with fish bones and these are mm. boneless. So bone or no bone, <laughs> no bone, <laughs> bone, no bone. <laughs> we are referring to a very niche short film that Brandon uh, starred in. That oh, that's awesome. Friend George forgot directed. about that. Yeah, yeah. What was it? What was it called? Um, uh, dang, what was it called? Oh my God. Oh, oh, I want, I want fish. I want yeah, fish. Yeah, I want fish. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fish? Bone? <laughs> okay. We'll be talking about <laughs> bones and sardines. Yeah. 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 Mine had bones in it. My anchovies yeah. did. Well, they're was... supposed to be, you, you, you can eat those. You just I, eat them, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that I could. Makes you yeah. feel strong. Like you imagine you're like a giant and you're eating a person and. Their bones You're, are that tiny. Yeah, you don't even feel the crunch. Uh-huh. They're just gives you that power. I don't know. Shit gets stuck <laughs> in my throat out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, Brandon, this was your movie. Yeah. Yeah, this is my movie. Dolores Claiborne. I didn't realize until what actually watching it and um how much I connect with this movie. I mean, this movie must be sitting in my my mind and my head because a lot of I've used a lot of this movie like different differently I'm in small town boy mm. um, like uh, un- unknowingly or very unknowingly yeah, like yeah. It subconsciously uh just sitting there um yeah and I I really I I really enjoy this movie every time I watch it and looking at it um, uh, through the lens that I look at movies doing the podcast is different than 
watching movies for fun. And, um, I, I didn't put two and two together until I was actually watching it for the podcast. That's cool. I'm glad we're able to talk about something that's embedded itself into your yeah, yeah. brain so deep. Yeah. Jose, have you heard of this movie before? Uh, no, I had, ner- <laughs> I had never heard of this movie. I didn't know anything about it other than what Brandon told us last week or two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I have one big critique that Brandon didn't put this in the jar sooner because <laughs> I love this movie. I thought this was a really good movie. Um, it was. I'm, e- I'm, it was I'm really excited this, to talk about it. It was either this or uh, that Australian piece of shit I put in there. <laughs> <laughs> crank two. Yeah, crank back two. to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Blake? Uh, had not heard of it. Um, I like it when Stephen King isn't like in a movie traditional horror. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in a movie. It's not in a movie. But I like it when when his stories are much more grounded in reality. Uh mm-hmm. and, and I think this is a good example of that. I, I yeah, I really like this. Really like this movie. Um it's so Stephen King, you know, small town in Maine of someone discovering their past. <laughs> it's so it's so him. I love it. Uh but yeah. 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 Got your lug line for us? I do. An investigative journalist returns home to Maine after her estranged mother is implicated in the murder of her longtime employer. Family reunion. Yeah. 15 years in the making. Mm. Jose, you got some fun facts for us? I do. Uh, Dolores Claiborne came out in 1995. It has a runtime of two hours and 12 minutes. It was directed by Taylor Hackford who has also directed uh, Ray, as we mentioned earlier, The Devil's Advocate, Everybody's All-American, White Knights, Against All Odds, Teenage Father, and then it was the screenplay, which was adapted by the, from the Stephen King novel, is by Tony Gilroy. He wrote all of the Bourne trilogy movies. Uh, he also worked with the director on Devil's Advocate as well. He wrote Michael Clayton, and that's all I could tell. Um, and he has producing credits on Nightcrawler. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's my I love this movie, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. <laughs> um, the cinematographer is Gabriel uh, Beristain. Uh He has also recently done The Beekeeper <laughs> with Jason <laughs> Statham. Uh, he did Black Widow, uh, Blade Two, and Blade Trinity, but not the first one. And he also did the Shaggy Dog. <laughs> so good, <laughs> good. Uh, um, past the Shaggy Dog is that a remake of the? Yeah, it was a remake. Yeah. Okay, with the one with Tim Allen, he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tim Allen. Is it a Disney movie? I believe so. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Huh. But I mean, there's no beating the Shaggy Dog in terms of cinematography. So. I actually didn't like the cinematography in this movie that much. I think part the colors, parts of it I like, but um, visually I think uh, it, it has a lot of signs of early green screen, which I guess I can't really like chalk up to it like that bad. Green it screen. It bothers me the most um, at the end. That's pretty much when, it. When like, the, the culmination yeah. of the plot is happening and that's where it's the most egregious, I think. But besides that, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, the the eclipse was either... I mean, at least that final shot of her looking at Joe as he's about to fall down um, looks very obvious green screen to me. 
with like the you know the eclipse um but it's either really intense color grading or uh, like green screen the whole eclipse scenes uh could be either way but there's a couple times where the fade began with the color and then faded into the new scene with the new color grading so like kind of like jump between the colors yeah so like you would have the the scene and then the scene would change to let's say like a blue color grade and then it would fade into the new scene with the blue uh-huh. color grade and it was very distracting to me i actually didn't notice that um like yeah like the color grading should have started on the new scene but it started on the prior scene and it looked intentional i'll say that okay. it didn't look like a mistake but to me it was more distracting than adding anything to the to the story okay. i um the colors with me um and I and I've never I've never watched it, but look thought about it until this time watching it, and then I start watching the movie and I forget to think about it. Um, it seems like all of the brighter stuff without the blue filter on it or what they're using on, um, is all in the past. Yeah, like a lot of that is in the past, and everything in the present is dark, and then it lightens up towards the end. Um. I think they could have probably done that with a little more finesse, but maybe, um, maybe that's due to the time it was made more than, more than anything else. I think it's what makes that final when Joe is chasing Dolores through like the field and she's leading him to the well. It's when I notice like their background is very obviously like these really bright saturated colors Mm -hmm. and it doesn't the lively color and like the sadder blue color doesn't bother me, but there it really is a little too saturated. I think it's just the eclipse colors. Yeah. Yeah. I, the color scheme, um, you know, like the beginning of order of the Phoenix where he's on the, he's on like, (laughs) and the dementors come. I was thinking that, the whole time where they were, I was just, this is just that opening. And, uh, I, it's crazy that this got influenced from, uh, order of the Phoenix all the way back then. That's awesome. <laughs> but there's something about that. Even well, though order of the Phoenix was happening, what in the nineties, right? I think so. So oh, was it, it? It was the same time. I don't know when the story time. ends technically 99. Uh, when Harry Potter's. When yeah. When the last book ends, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I'm sh- I'm shocked. I don't know this. But it was in the nineties, though, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not making stuff up, though. It was no, in the nineties, right. right? No, yeah, you, no, it's, you, it's facing the nineties. You 90s. are right. Um, the even though I do think like the cinematography at times is is not my favorite. Uh, the color that blue color all throughout, I think, is a really solid tone. Uh. There's a reason I like that opening to Order of the Phoenix so much in terms of just what the colors make me feel. And uh, this has that through the, all the present stuff. And mm. I think it's really successful in just making you feel oppressed and making you feel... It even, makes me feel cold. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it honestly makes me feel cold. And I, I think that's why they, they use it. Um, because it conveys the town really well. It makes the yeah. town their whole environment feel old 
and also yeah yeah and and kind of like on the verge of being lifeless yeah um a little bit um where there was all this life in it during the the heyday in the past um and now the town has has suffered like the motel isn't there anymore and like there there's a lot that has just completely gone away from this town where it was um a place where people would come to to vacation it seemed um with all the people there that were in boats and stuff during the eclipse during the summer um but it's off season as well so it's abandoned because it's off season um so i, I think that i think the blue color kind of captures that that it's on the verge of winter and it's it's becoming yeah. barren and lifeless yeah mm-hmm. there's that one shot of when the sky is really red yeah and yeah. like i would love like a still of that <laughs> i they just like the random red with all this blue throughout the rest of the movie um i thought that looked great yeah. probably my favorite shot in the movie that shot surprised me because the shot before it was like all blue yeah and then it suddenly cuts to this wide with this just dark red sky. And I thought we just jumped time or something. Yeah. Symbolism Mm -hmm. for loss of innocence. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's all over this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's do my character corner. Sure. You have to do it in a uh, main accent. I couldn't even tell you what that accent is. I don't know. There's like some, like there's no R's at times. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there isn't. There's no R's. As. There's no what? There's no as. As? Ass. There's no ass. There's no ass. I don't know how they, I don't know what their accent is. I could not pinpoint Dolores's accent. I've Del- never heard a main accent before this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's, it's, it's Kathy Bates's accent. Um, is it? The way she talks in the Because it movie. didn't sound real to me. It, it sounded alien. It's, it's. Is that like, it's is a, that a it's good accent? accent? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, if you were to ask me, I would think this is someone trying to do some some. You got some dill pickles accent. there. Yeah, I kind of kind of like see, a, that. Sounds like an old time like radio old voice. Like, <laughs> yeah. like kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. You got some dill pickles there. <laughs> Ready to eat the pickles? <laughs> kind of like an old timey throwing some Boston at times. Yeah. Gore, gory. Yeah. Gory. Yeah. Gorge. So so whenever she says gory throughout the entire movie, and that's just it's slang for god oh so everything is like god it's like a um like instead of jesus you say cheese cheese and cheese and rice cheese and rice so they don't want to use god's name in vain so they just worry but god but knows what they it's, meant it's, and they're it's all god going god, god yeah. knows what they're saying yeah. yeah he knows exactly what so they're it's, intending it's god it's like a slang for god mm. okay I didn't know that. I just thought it was like a. I had uh-oh. to look it up because I'm like, what the fuck does Gory mean? Yeah. I thought <laughs> it was a nickname for the longest time. <laughs> Who was she calling that? The uh, what's her name? Selena. Selena. Yeah. Because she would always say it when she was in scenes with her. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. is this a fucking nickname? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Dolores Claiborne is uh, the lead character. Her daughter is Selena. She has the name Saint George, um, because her dad is Joe Saint George. Mm-hmm. Um, the detective is John Mackey, I think. Uh, the police officer is just, is I just know Frank, uh, John C. Riley. I just know him as Frank. 
Frank uh, Stamshaw. Stamshaw? Yeah. Um, Dolores' boss is Vera Donovan. Uh, is that it? Is yeah. that everyone? That's, that's, about, got that's about it. All that's, right. that's, that's, that's all who matters. Yeah. Small town in Maine, small cast of characters. You'd yeah. have more characters if this was the book. Was it like a lot cut out? Um, two whole siblings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Really? That's really surprising. Yeah. There's two, may, two it, whole more siblings in the in the book. Two sons. Okay. It makes me want to watch it. Or it makes me want to read the book. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I wonder what type of people the two brothers are. Um, It seems to follow semi like the movie. Like so, like the movie is very. <laughs> Selena is at odds with her mom because of the her father's death. One of the sons seems like is really attached to the mom, like much more in constant communication with her. And the other one, I think, said died during like Vietnam. Okay. Mm. Um, but, but the, he had but to the, been older. Yeah, but the perspective of the movie is very different, or of the book is very different than the movie. Because the whole book is her, so the final scene, not the final scene, but the scene of her in the, I guess, courthouse or town hall, and her, like, telling her story, that's the book. The whole book is her telling her story to Uh, the constable and the police. And that's, like, the that's how the plot unfolds there. So Selena doesn't play a a pivotal role in the... Because Selena, I always I always picture Selena as the main character, even though this is Dolores Claiborne, because she has the biggest arc. She she starts out as being oblivious to her past and what her mom did for her, and through the course of the movie, she comes to terms with it. Yeah, um, her her role is greatly expanded from the book to to the movie. Now I want to read the book. Uh, I'll listen to it. Yeah. The brother that's, I guess, good on good terms with, with her. I, I feel like, I don't know if this movie needed that, but there were so many times I just, Dolores just could not catch a break from anyone around her. Mm. She has no friends uh, after at least Vera dies. Um, it seems like the only person that treats her at all nicely is Frank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only one that shows her any amount of kindness. Um, even the, like the neighborhood kids are, uh, calling at her saying she's a murderer. And then I think they're the older neighborhood kids driving around in the truck, shooting guns and calling her a murderer and everything. She's just an enemy to everybody and, and has absolutely no friends, even with, uh, Selena, which I think for this movie is good, but, maybe sometimes overly depressive about how bad I feel about her situation because it's really just all about her I, sacrifice. And well, I think it's a, um, it's a holdover from, from her being accused of killing her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has, she's had this, um, cloud over her head for the longest time that ever, you know, it's passed down through the generations because, those kids driving around the truck probably weren't even old enough to know any better whenever, or weren't even born yet. So their parents have told them, you know, watch out for Dolores Claiborne. She's a murderer. She murdered her husband Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And that's where I always think a small town, small Island. um, Once you're accused of something, you're pretty much guilty of it. Even if you aren't. 
or even if it can't be proved that you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's at least helped by the end where you know, while I was thinking throughout the entirety of after Selena leaves, she's just completely friendless and has no one to communicate with. But then it's just shown a lot more by the end that she really was friends with Vera in their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that she did have somebody to talk to and to share the stories about Selena and actually relate to in some way in terms of what happened to their husbands. So I think that calms that a bit and I just couldn't help but feel so bad for her the entire movie because it's just sacrifice upon sacrifice with without anybody believing her or being on her side and yeah yeah it's um I think what watching it knowing um like whenever you're watching it you're getting information as Selena's kind of getting it um it's it's being fed to you piece by piece by piece by piece. So um, Vera Donovan coming up with, um, kind of putting plant planting the idea of you need to get rid of your husband, um, and and giving her the out and giving her the way to go, um, possibly take care of him. Um, I I think that's a good I think that's a good twist. Because it's just completely unlikely friendship because up to that point, she's just been this horrible boss that is just yelling at her and wanting to have control this entire time. And, well, she, yeah, she yells yeah. down at, she, she at, at one point she yells down at, at Dolores um, when her husband's hitting golf balls and Dolores is ducking yeah. and trying to hang out the sheets. Um And she, she yells down at her, I want six pins on those not not five. Um, and, and if you look, there are already six pens yeah. on, on the sheets and it's, it's just a control thing. It's yeah. just, contr- and so, and then when the shot, when she's like hanging it up with her hands and they're like freezing, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Uh, I can, and the, she, she takes, she takes, takes them out and they're steaming in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she could smell a difference between what hung outside and what was burnt in the dryers. Yeah. Was, was the phrase she used. She needed and the South South wind blowing through her, her sheets. Well, she's still a horrible lady in this movie. She seems a lot nicer than the book. <laughs> she oh, just really? Yeah, the book, she seems absolutely unbearable. No redemption at all. Really? Uh-huh. Um, cause in the movie, like she, um, like the morning of the her death, she needs to like be cleaned, right? The book made it sound like she deliberately soils herself when she's lucid, so she has to be clean. So she has to be forced Dolores to clean her. It seems less like a friendship in that, and more like more like a you owe me, <laughs> kind like kind of like a what else are you gonna do? You have nobody. And so she just sticks around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she seems a lot more. Uh, that, that's even sadder. That's yeah. even yeah. The, the book sounds a lot sadder, especially because there's the, she really has no friends in the book because Selena's not a character. Like they're all characters through her mentioning them, but not anybody she speaks with. At least in in the scene we see her with Vera they just kind of have their own way of talking to each other, their own way of insulting each other yeah. like the entire time. 
and it seemed it, it obviously Dolores is working and it's a lot of work, but it just seems like they just have this, you know, buddy way of just getting at each other, which it's just the way they communicate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that definitely doesn't, I don't get that feeling that it sounds like what the book was, which makes me, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be far worse for, for Dolores if that yeah. was the case. Cause the whole, like the whole movie, you're like, Oh yeah, Vera had a come and good job. And then when it's all revealed at the end, exactly what happened, it's, it's, you feel worse for Dolores cause she didn't want to go through that. But I think here, her, <laughs> her being like, kind of supporting her i guess you could call it that prompting her to murder her husband it adds confusion to whether or not she did it right you're like you're i think that's a better story where you're more hesitant about uh, claiming that she did kill her or not um because yeah otherwise you're just like oh well she had every right to do it why anybody would have killed her yeah yeah i i had thought um, when I was first thinking about, oh, did she really kill him? Did she really kill her? I was thinking, oh, it looks like, um, she wouldn't kill Joe because of how happy he seems to make, uh, Selena. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it starts to devolve. And then, then, you know, oh no, she did it. She totally did it. But at the start, I was thinking, like like she says she did everything for her. I was thinking, oh, she's seems like the type of person that would go through this abuse because she knows that uh, the alternative would would break her daughter's heart. But uh, that's without knowing the information that he abused her. And, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wish they would have um, captured that that. This what's it called dissociation. I wish they would have captured that a little better. When she just kind of like starts thinking about the past or something. Or- um, like 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 Selena's repressed like memories. Right? Selena's yeah, Selena's repressed memories. Um, and not not remembering um what happened actually. Like why did why did she? How did she not remember? You know, because she remembers Dolores fighting with Joe. She remembers Joe bleeding from his head, which I'm assuming was her coming down the stairs and they were fighting and Dolores was standing over him. Um, And I, but she doesn't remember the abuse that her dad did to her. Like I would... I don't, I don't know. It's like selective. It's like, and I, and, and I, I have a hard time buying into that selective memory kind of thing, Mm. but, um, I wish that was explained a little more. Um, and maybe, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's just kind of explained away in my mind is it was traumatic and that was repressed, which yeah. is, is very vague. But if, but um, if you have traumatic, it, it, if you have repressed memories that were traumatic, it's not selective. It's a chunk. Yeah. You know? Right. It was, it's, it's like if she's forgetting 
bits during that time period she shouldn't remember that time period is what yeah. you're saying yeah right yeah i think they could have solved that because I, I i i could buy into the logic of the movie saying it is selective mm-hmm. i think if they because it seems like she remembers on the ferry because of the hot chocolate it's 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 something that sparks her memory right but she never has those moments in the house even though that should be full of moments that that spark little things here and there yeah, that's what's happening to Dolores, but it's and 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 her mother telling her this is what happened to you and this is what I was protecting you from. I think a way you could show it a little bit more in the house is she starts to have these flashbacks and then they stop because she's drinking and taking her pills. Yeah. And then because we do see in the movie where she finally just wants us like she just gives up on the pills, right? Then she start is starting to have some clarity about these memories. Yeah. So I think that could have been a way where you're like, okay, that's why it's selective because she's drowning out these memories with the alcohol. Yeah. Because she's self-medicating mm-hmm. on top of her medication and yeah. And then when she decides like, okay, like she stops doing that, that's when she, the memory fully mm-hmm. comes back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. There would almost be like a purposeful purposeful forgetting in that way wanting to remember him fondly uh and there's something about obviously not to this extent but there's a lot of things where you just don't want to remember the bad things about what happened about like what that time period was or you just you want to keep things un uh clean you want to keep things as they were in like a nostalgic thought where i think she just feels like she has these terrible memories already that were directed towards Dolores that she doesn't want to uh, um, just tarnish all of the good memories. She seems to think that all was left of her time there, Uh, which would, that just explains more of why she would go to things that would uh, stop her from remembering any of the truth of it all, which you're right. The pills and the alcohol is there at least for an explanation. Yeah. I'm choking out of water. <laughs> um, <coughs> I I'm curious what you guys think of like the purposeful deflection in the opening, uh, scene of the stairs, because I like scenes like that when you can look back on the scene and understand <coughs> the context more, and that's all you need to know. But I didn't like how this movie showed you like a whole like new scene conversation that happened in between. Just they cut the scene out and then they showed it later on. That I don't, I didn't like that because I wanted it to be more. I'm seeing the same thing scene, but with more context of before her falling down the stairs. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little too deliberately misleading to me. Show cutting off before and cutting off a little bit of context, like maybe around the event is fine with me, but full on cutting a dialogue scene in the middle of that moment is. Maybe if you were just like with- where, 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 so like she falls, she hits her head on the banister. Yeah, she right? breaks like a few of those things. Yeah, and in the beginning, she immediately runs to the kitchen to get the rolling pin or like rummage around to get the rolling pin, and then she comes back. She says like Dolores, please, or something like that. She says Dolores, please, before she goes. Right, and then the yeah. mailman walks in. And then that's where the scene ends. Then we see the scene play out again. She goes 
she falls and then they have a little conversation there before she runs to the kitchen. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that little conversation is just cut out from the beginning. And like, like you said, it's further reveal that it's like a mercy killing that she was going to do. Right. Uh-huh. It's the conversation where she says, I hate smelling old. old. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great conversation. Uh-huh. Um, but it's cut out for the reveal. In yeah, the beginning. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously that's what they intended, but for that type of misdirection, I think it's too cheap. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think that it should have been said up on the stairs. Right. Before the fight, before the struggle to or throw, even throw herself down. Before we hear this, the part of the struggle that we do hear, if it was just slightly before that, so they could, she could mm-hmm. still be struggling with yeah. her, but it's still right before that, then that'd be a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Or even make that beginning scene shorter. She's already fallen down the stairs and Dolores is over her with the rolling pin and the mailman walks in. Mm-hmm. And then that's all the information we get. Yeah, yeah. because then that's all we don't anybody, hear the that's all anybody could say because the mailman And then and the then we're is. take we're in the same seat as we have the same information the mailman and the police would have had. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that would have made it more I agree. Interesting mystery. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because something that, that that I think they try to capture in that scene is um Dolores's guilt and and your um your prejudgment of Dolores. And uh I kind I kind of agree with you that cutting Cutting a conversation from the scene or even shortening it up would have um, hurts hurts the scene, you know. Yeah, short, I, I want to be able to look shorten, back. Shorten it up to. I like that it starts in action. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really like that it starts in action. I really like that it starts with doubt. Um, I I you know I love that you hear the "Let me go, let me go." Because your everybody's first thought is she's the she's one pushing her pushing down the stairs. Down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost so it's almost so obvious that I want to place the blame on her that I immediately was like, "There's this didn't happen." As I I felt from the start, we're gonna go back and we're gonna see some more context where yeah, you know, just, what would yeah. make that work a little bit more if the cut was longer. So you yeah. you look you're looking up at the stairs, you hear, "Let me go, let me go." And then you cut to her standing over her with the rolling pin. Right. If you cut yeah. out more of that, I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go back and then you do the real reveal where you show that she fell on purpose. And I think if you make that scene, I think the solution is make the scene shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give less you have there. to show her rummaging in the kitchen though. Yeah. You do you have, do to, show have that. to show that. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's a, that's a key point film. I don't think there was ever a point in this movie though that I wasn't on Dolores' side. <laughs> I don't think there was ever There's no. a there's there's a point um there's a point in the film whenever Selena first gets to town hall and she goes up to see Dolores and Dolores says I don't need a lawyer like looks looks straight at her and says I I don't need a lawyer um and doesn't recognize her uh, that I get this feeling that Dolores may not be in her right mind that she may have um, a little bit of dementia going on or Alzheimer's starting 
Um, and I think they should have played into that a little more. Because I thought um, it 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 plays into her not seeing her for fifteen years, but it could play into are her memories actually her memories or is she concocting this because of her dementia, because of her Alzheimer's? And I think that would add a new layer on top of it because are you going to actually trust her? Are you going to actually trust the information? Because all of the information that you're given about what happened to Joe about uh, is all through her eyes and all through her story. And is she, is she a trustworthy um, narrator? Yeah. Is she or isn't she? And I think they could have played with that a little bit so that that ambiguity is still there throughout the whole thing um, that you get in that first scene. And they, they play with it. Because I, I agree, you're totally fucking on her side the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and you feel like you shouldn't be. You like you should be like guessing her motives a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, questioning questioning yeah. her a little more. I thought because of the type of person she is, because she's she's very strong and she's very outspoken and yeah. she's very. Um, uh, it it just seems like it seems like there would be more people that would be on her side a little bit more and in friendly with her in the yeah. town. Um. Because you don't even see like Joe wasn't a well liked person in the community. It's just why would they? Yeah, if you have showed Joe in like, the community yeah. and he was well liked, and then like he was with Selena, but in the community where everyone thought he was so kind and so great, and yeah. then suddenly he dies and they blame his wife. I think that would yeah. be that would. Make and they more never sense. see him because he seems like a fucking dick. I mean, oh, yeah. from the yeah. very beginning, he's yeah. a fucking dick. Um, and he's, he's bragging that he's telling people how ugly she is and that, that she's, she's beautiful when he's drinking. Um, that, that doesn't endear people to you. No, he even says him think less of you. (laughs) Unless I like, I misunderstood. It doesn't even say that the other guys on the boat are saying that she is beautiful and pretty and he's the only one contradicting them no I thought it, that's it, how the scene being, he does say that but i think he's just he's yeah, joking, he's just joking. Or, yeah. yeah 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 i because he said you should have seen her when i was drinking right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's hard to believe that anybody in town has any high opinion of him and of that him. he's missed it all and that you know because i had thought when when uh when it first shows her kind of flashbacking and and still like basically living through the daydream because she's calling out for for uh, Selena in the memory and then she's also doing it in in real life. Yeah, yeah, I like I thought that. That was going to be something like she how she was reminiscing on some past thing and she ended up killing uh, Vera on accident because she thought she was like I don't know fighting her husband or something. That could have played <laughs> into the dementia. Yeah, right. I, I think uh, it could have played into. You know, is she is she trustworthy? Are mm-hmm. are her are the memories that we're seeing trustworthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even if I was ever suspect of her for, oh, she did do these killings. I was also like, I don't care. She's cool. You know, she's strong. She's empathetic. I hope she she's, gets away with it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's almost like I didn't care what the truth was because yeah. I wanted her to be not be in jail. And and quite honestly, whenever I look at it, she doesn't kill Joe. Mm. She does not. She does not physically kill him. 
he falls into the well and she doesn't help him. Is that killing him? Cause she could have, if she could, if she walked up to him and tried to help him, she could have fallen in as well. So that's, I mean, the only thing that she did that was bad was not saying where he was. Yeah. That's the philosophy question of the day because she deliberately leads him to that. Well, which is also a departure from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, she does the same thing, leads him to the well. Then she comes back later and he's almost gotten out. And then she pushes him back in. And that's when he, when he dies. Oh, that I like that better. <laughs> she gets a second so chance. So in, in the book, in the book, he almost gets out of the well, and then she more—it's much more deliberate. Uh, her her role in, in his is it death. like Santa Claus pushing Ralphie down the slide? Does <laughs> <laughs> she try out? Because in in the in this case, it's 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 pretty much just self defense. It's like if she went to any old weapon to fight back against him attacking and choking her, you know. She just used another weapon in her mind, which is the well. If he didn't attack her, she wouldn't have done it. So I think in, in terms of what's self-defense, I think uh, totally fine, you know? Yeah. But pushing him back down the well, that's more, you know, that's a little bit more direct hand in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I think I like that a lot more. I think I would like that in the movie a lot more. She could have um, like- because Because even if she doesn't tell it, and it's shown. Um, I think that leaving leaving it out, leaving that part out, and letting us know that it happened. But um, I like her never else. actually having directly killed anybody more. Really, I like that more. I think her deliberately doing it. I like her deliberately killing Joe. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> he does. He fucking deserves it. It sounds it. like in the book it's much more warranted, but I think mm-hmm. in the in the purposes of what the movie portrays her as, I like her kind of passive role in it. Yeah, I think she's very much would be found guilty in a real life court. It's if- self defense, Jose. <laughs> She well, led him over to the. That's like that's just like going in the kitchen and getting traps are illegal. Without, without, <laughs> but without her saying that, I deliberately led him there. Right. Um, it Nobody would be really hard to yeah. prove that she deliberately led him to the well. She would have to know that the well was there. You would have to prove that she knew the well was there. And there's no all, way to prove that without her. She right, can't testify against herself. So, so I don't know that. The the one thing that that would cast doubt on anything and would would um be held against her is if she knew he was in the well and she didn't tell anybody he was in the well and he died after falling into the well after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Like not of not because of hitting it. More she could have she could have saved him by telling someone that he was in the well. So deliberately withholding information caused his death. So then she would be found guilty of that. And like you, you can't blame the police for thinking she's guilty, right? It just so happens to be on the day that nobody on the island can hear what's happening. She's not at work when she normally would have been. The Selena's out of the house at a yeah. time that she normally wouldn't like a lot of things point to, to this being premeditated. Yeah. So you, you also can't fault the police for being like, Oh, it is circumstantial, but there's a lot here. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I don't, 
I, I wrote in my notes that Mackey's just doing his fucking job. Yeah. He he is investigating. He is doing his job, but where he loses all um I don't know, where 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 he loses any credibility or anything is whenever he is questioning Selena. And and he when is she, being a, a total yeah, yeah yeah he is he is being totally unhinged with her and pushing her and questioning her that way, um especially a child, um yeah you're all you're automatically like he's dick, <laughs> um you're automatically against him you're not on his side, um yeah so that just makes you even more on Dolores's side. Because because now she's gonna she's gonna do whatever she can to barricade Selena from him because she doesn't want Selena to to be put through any kind of uh, emotional damage any more than she has been already. Right. And w- what I really liked about her plan to to kill Joe, I guess, it's her being pushed to the edge of what she's capable of doing. Her initial solution is to run away, right? Even if she only has three grand, which still a lot of money back then, mm-hmm. that was her plan. And she's pushed to this point because of the society that she lived in, where her husband was able to go in and take out the money that she had been saving. The yeah. bank tellers had only probably ever seen her in there depositing money. They knew it was her money and they let him come in and take the money. And so. This, that was the it's thing. A, it's a repercussion. She's been pushed to, to like pass the limit that she was capable of protecting her daughter. And and I like that. I like that not only is just like this movie it not only is Joe just the antagonist, but the antagonist is also her role as a woman in the society. And she now has to overcome that too. Mm-hmm. Because she's absolutely right. If it was the other way around, if Joe was the one that had the checking account and she came in and wanted to take everything out, they would call them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. So it wasn't until 1974 that women could open an account without their husbands. What year was this? 1975 is ah. when this is when this was. So it's right right after that. It was yeah. the it was called the Equal Credit Opportunity Act of 1974 um, that allowed women. <laughs> allowed them um to have their own credit to have their own bank accounts to have um stuff apart from their husbands that's crazy and yeah it's fucking crazy fucking long that long i I think it's like the 70s right yeah you you think it's a long time ago no it was the fucking 70s Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, this is still happening. So, so her opening up that account. I mean, of course, today, no, no, you couldn't, you couldn't go in and take the money out of someone else's account without paperwork proving that they were dead. Even the patriarchy couldn't help you with that. Yeah, no. But how far are we in this case, man? Because he he wasn't (laughs) even a signer on the account. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah. didn't he didn't he didn't sign a card or anything. They just let him take the money out because he's Selena's dad. And it was in trust for Selena. In the book it mentions that the that that was like the one loose end. Her going to the bank um 
to withdraw the money, but that the bank manager never discloses that he told her that Joe had taken the money out because think, he was afraid of like the repercussion of it. Yeah, of, because because banks can be fined mm-hmm. if they are and so, if they are not. Yeah. Um. If 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 they if they don't uh if they don't abide by the law like you can't even ask you you can't even ask a woman um if she intends to get pregnant or like like any personal information whenever it comes to credit um and that's written into this law so so they that's could the they could be end, fined like yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars um by by not complying with this with this law so that if you would come be, forward that, would that establishes good. motive right that's it, a really establishes strong motive. motive and it also establishes that he's guilty of this and he's going to pay yeah the or the bank is going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars by letting this happen yeah that's that and that's really interesting that makes me want to read the book even more. <laughs> there's a lot of things i'm like there's one thing about the book that I puts me off from wanting to read it, and it's there's a, a kind of kind of not a supernatural like event that happens that connects it to another Stephen King okay, book. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to know what it is? I kind of want to read this book. Okay. So no, I I'm I won't tell you that. what it yeah. is. It's, well, I know this is the same. This is the same little town, little island, little tall island. Little Tall Island, yeah, something is like the that. same as his book Storm of the Century. Okay, that's not the book that it connects I, to. Though. I know that, and Does and it to and, it? and she mentioned Shawshank. She, she does not mention Shawshank. She mentioned Shawshank, which was the year before this. Yeah, at yeah. the movie. Um, I don't know if she mentioned Shawshank in the book or not. That's an MCU moment. Yeah, where you're like the Stephen King MCU. She, she said it. <laughs> she said the thing. The thing. She <laughs> yeah. said the thing. You're acting just like it, the clown, Joe. <laughs> you're, ju- you're acting just like when Carrie did at the prom. <laughs> you're getting mad. I was going to move to Derry. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what's another Stephen King book? You should have got cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have driven your car, Christine, to Pet Cemetery. <laughs> It made a stand. Uh, Gerald's Game <laughs> is the other book that's that it references, or that is based in this area. I don't know how to explain it without spoiling. Okay, it. that's all right. Yeah, 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 that's all right. It's the SKU, the Special Stephen K-9 King unit? University. The oh. the SKU, the SKU. Man, Ooh, that's there's always perfect. a new SKU that comes out. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've, I've been meaning to dive deep into his books, um, to start going through almost all of them. Uh, there's a podcast called just King things that I've enjoyed listening to the ones that I've read uh, and they go through like all of his books. Um, I forget. Yeah. Did you ever finish all of the green mile? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I finished that way back then. Yeah. That one is good. It's a really good book. I like that a lot. I should, should put that movie here, but that's a, it's a long movie. Yeah. I like yeah. the stand. Um, it's up there. I haven't somewhere. It's a it's a it's a thick book. Mm. Um, but it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. It I didn't care for that much. I didn't care for it that much. It's too You don't like it? I don't like it. 
uh, it's just too long. I think it's too long. It's, it's I mean, it's all like short stories. I think it's cool, but uh, I don't know. the the movie has a supernatural thing that happens on the ferry. Yeah, that I'm like. I don't fucking like that. Like from the very beginning, like the first time I ever watched this movie, I'm like, I don't like the back of the head thing in the toilet. <laughs> this doesn't. It's, it's a like, little freaky. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. like they had to market the movie as a Stephen King movie. So they had to add something yeah, like that. Yeah. It yeah. feels like it's just forced like, Oh, it's Stephen King. So it has to have some kind of supernatural yeah. to it. And we don't have anything supernatural to put in this book. So let's do let's do this thing where she's looking at the back of her head in the mirror instead of her face. And it just feels yeah, forced and stupid. And I wouldn't even say more of it would make it better because no. I just don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't all. want it. No. I don't want it at all. Maybe like, seeing just... her maybe seeing her younger self in the mirror? Yeah. Yeah. crying or something in the bathroom like it can even turn like the mirror could be like the more like colored version of the scene and then she's in the blue and her uh not in the mirror i think that would be a, yeah, a nice way to yeah, do that yeah yeah and that play on color mm-hmm. of of the past and the present uh i think that would have worked a lot better mm-hmm. a lot better still a little on the like not, not even it can it could even just be psychological not even supernatural and that would already just fit um, to what her and Dolores are seeing is yeah kind of those yeah I had wondered when I saw Dolores start like seeing things I was wondering is there like some sort of genetic schizophrenia thing happening because all the pills that you see yeah because uh, you see all the pills that 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 Selena's taking and I was a wonder I wondered if they were too. Uh, combat the sort of visions that Dolores was seeing, but in her, uh, I yeah. wondered if that was happening. But it seemed like yeah. the vis- the daydreams or visions of the past were just far more weighted. I like I like story. playing with I like playing with with the flashbacks a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's why I think um, I like that they're all Dolores's until the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that we don't get any other ones except for her flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And that's a good that's a good way to to yeah. really explain why she has that change of heart is because up until that moment she hasn't had any of those sparks. And I know we were talking earlier about wanting more maybe from Selena, but I do think it is effective that that's the only time she has it. And it's a really powerful memory too. Is uh, it the only flashback with the blue color grading? I think oh, every did it? I, didn't I think every other that. flashback has like the brighter palette. But except for her flashback, I'm that pretty makes sure. sense. on the ferry, yeah. yeah, on the ferry, um, yeah, maybe because it's a fucked up flashback. Yeah, yeah, because that's the that's the turning point. That's that's really the the act that makes the separates the past and the present. Yeah, um, it's it's the the loss of innocence turn. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the it's really the only thing of that her not knowing is why her and her mom cannot connect is because there's this huge gap in memory that is just not that single isolated incident, but that topic that she just does not remember that she can't that she can't handle. There's the way that- I, I I I think I think there's. Sh- Joe needs to be Joe Joe is just evil through and through. Right? Um Joe Joe needs to be 
more evil with Selena. Like there, there, there should have been more that came, even if it was just flashes of other stuff, because it seems like he gave her the brooch without, um, and she was, uh, it seemed like he gave Selena the brooch because he was grooming her, but she already doesn't, as a child, she's already not like By she's time. covering for it. Like she's not remembering what yeah. he's doing to her kind of. I don't know and if that's she's not remembering. It, it seems more like she's ashamed of it. Yeah. But she's, she's kind of, are you saying as a kid, she's not yeah, as like, a kid. It? Yeah. Even if she was ashamed of it, she could have still opened up to her mom about it because she, Dolores figures it out in front of Selena. And I, 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 there has to be that pivotal moment where Selena turns off. And it seems like the pivotal moment where she turns off is whenever she's with her dad on the boat, whenever she remembers, because she like zones out that actress does a really good job. And she, she just like stares off into the distance and yeah, she yeah. doesn't seem like she's there. Um, I just there's there's stuff that happened leading up to this that isn't referenced. It's referenced through dialogue. It's not referenced through uh, any kind of flashback. Or we only know that he's using her hand and nothing else. Um, I I think making him more evil, um, in that aspect would be and drunk while he's doing it. Uh, would be um, would be good, and maybe it's because it's the '90s and it's uh, it's it's a little taboo, um, and it's a lot. But I think uh, I think it's worth delving into. Are you saying that because the reality of that sort of relationship is far more just gruesome than what they're showing that? You yes. think it's worth showing that aspect of it? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yes. Um, because we other than that, the only context we get is is um is Dolores saying, Oh, I don't know. And then when she talks to him about it, and he just he says, She's lying, she's a tease, is what he says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly what he says. And and by him by him deflecting like that, it's like he's saying, Oh, well, she was asking for it. Right. So you know, it's like, what? He's, say. he's not even yeah. denying that it happened. He's uh-huh. not denying it. He's saying, oh, she's a tease. Um, and like, what? Oh, oh, so so your 13-year-old daughter teased you into. Yeah. 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 I just, uh, that, that, that cinches it for me right there, that there's something other than him using her hand. Right that we're not privy to. It, I, I think that would be more traumatic. That would explain her not remembering more mm-hmm. than him using her hand. You, you I don't know, think I need to see it more. The, the tra- I, I, I need to see the trauma to really um, make for one hit home that Joe's a fucking cocksucker. Um, and, well, cocksucker's not bad. Dirty cocksucker. So, so 
Because <laughs> second cock's not bad. It's second dirty cock. That's that, that means you're that's where you're nasty. in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're na- you got something bad going on mm-hmm. that mouth. Um. Yeah, I it just he's evil. We all know he's evil. We need to see how evil he is. It'd be like it'd be like Pennywise not really being shown killing children. Like, oh, I'm a clown. Right. Hey. Everybody, I'm a clown, but I'm not a spider, really. I'm a clown. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there is I think there is a lot of worth to show. Like, if you're trying to tell a story about something like this, um, and and because I I'm kind of with Jose that I'm I'm I think what is shown is is horrifying enough for me to make that connection and understand. Mm-hmm. But I think there is worth in in telling a story and saying this. It gets worse than this, and you should know this. You should know this about this specific instant. I think I think there is worth to that to telling mm-hmm. a story and and getting more into the details of it. I would also imagine. I don't need someone, it for this story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I do. But I would also see a director and someone saying we we don't. There's no way we're going further than this scene. There's no way I, we're going I, further I don't scene. think they could. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they actually could in the 90s. Now, I think you could. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more in the book about... Well, so, I think... Because Stephen what, King does not shy away from stuff like that. I think what the movie doesn't show that well, but it still has, like, the crumbs of it, is that she feels this sort of fondness towards, towards her father. And... The book, at least, and I think the movie does too, makes it seem like a turning point about her relationship with her mom is her is her hitting him in response to him, Joe hitting Dolores, right? So she only sees the opposite. He doesn't see, she never sees Joe hitting her. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I think it's made very clear that she automatically starts siding with her dad because of that one moment. And that's how the abuse starts because she now feels like she, like her dad's the good parent despite him being a drunk because he's never seen her hit his, her mom, but she's seen the inverse. So she's being protective of her father because, because she's only ever seen that one angle. Ah, Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that would work so, a lot. So I think if the movie clear. has a little bit of that because I think that it does show that she really likes her dad, and even like when he gets home and and she seems to be excited that she's home, she has a strong connection with him, and he takes advantage of that. But the movie doesn't show that. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what I, that's I, what I, I want. I want. I don't see. need him to be like doing any. Of the, I don't need to see anything more egregious, but I need to see him take more advantage of her kindness and her sympathy for what she thought she saw. Even if it's even if it's subtle, even if it's subtle, like him leaving her room at night or something, just in the background and not really thinking anything of it. Um, we see one scene of it right? later. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I think what, what doesn't help for me, what doesn't make it as strong as it could be 
is that you don't see her in that scene except for in the reflection, right? You kind of, I think the movie falters in showing how much of an impact that had on her. Mm-hmm. It's catching that moment between her parents. I think if she had walked into the room and then she left, instead of just seeing it from like from the bottom of the of the stairs, mm-hmm. and then you show the impact that it has on her, I think you can get more of an idea as to why she feels the way she does about Dolores. But I think it's lost because she's not really the way the scene is shot. She's not really an important part of and that it's, scene. It's only and it's only that one scene. Yeah. It's not, um, I think if they had subsequent scenes where there was a scene with just like something happens and Dolores and Joe get into it and then Dolores leaves and then she comes downstairs and it's just her and her dad. And I think if there was a scene kind of like that or a scene where she sees the last part, half of a fight, um, like again, something to reinforce that. Yeah, you could you um, could have a conversation of, one, of of her, of them just talking about talking poorly about Dolores. I think if you had more of of that, maybe oh yeah, show it. yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's, um, like he's poisoning the water. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. poisoning yeah. the well. I think I think some of it would also be, <laughs> yeah, be her not feeling comfortable talking to Dolores. And if, if that was maybe made a bit stronger in terms of how she felt about seeing that, like you're saying, Jose, uh, and feeling that Dolores is almost the, the instigator towards, towards Joe, that she would almost maybe think, what if the opposite is worse? If I go to Dolores after this, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what is intended at all. But if, if, if we're talking about like, she's kind of forced to choose sides based on what she sees in the house and based on the side of the arguments that she sees, I could see that that opportunity that Joe has in the, the taking sides of that, that is just so much more malicious than, than what we do see, I think. Mm. Um, And an abused kid will not talk to you unless, unless they trust you to do the right thing. So if she doesn't trust Dolores, if Selena doesn't trust Dolores, she's never going to tell her that she's been abused. Never. Mm. So yeah, we we don't see the reason that she doesn't trust her, I think is Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you were talking about you don't feel why wouldn't she talk to her is is what you were saying. And and we maybe get some conversation in like the modern day about it, but I think it would be a much more impactful if we saw it happening in the flashback. Mm-hmm. Versus them talking about it in the day, like in the the current time. And even if even if Dolores is telling telling the story, um, Dolores could leave and then come back and catch them talking together about Dolores. Um, that could be that could be something that that could explain the flashback. Like this is this is the flashback. This is what Dolores has put together. Um, out of the past and it doesn't have to be Selena's flashback because I do think that Selena's the last flashback with Selena on the ferry is very um, impactful. Um, yeah. Cause there's, but I think it could be more of a violation. I think it could be going the other way around too. 
instead of him touching or her touching him, he's touching her. Because that's that's the violation. That's more of a violation than I mean, they're equally bad, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that would shut a girl down. Mm-hmm. And you're right that the the acting in that moment where she really just does have this stare after mm-hmm. after he forces her to touch him, and it's just that blank. You could see no memories are being formed then. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's. And I think it's really meaningful. Yeah. Uh huh. And there's just the. In Dolores's point of view, kind of the tragic side of the story is her attempt at creating a better life for um, Selena. And this event with Vera and Selena coming back is making her realize maybe it didn't work. Um, well, it did. It did. It got her. It got her. She went to college. She didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to Vassar. Um, she is a successful journalist. She did get off the island. She lives in New York. Um, but is she happy? No. Right. And no, when she's I say, not happy at all. When I'm saying maybe it didn't work, there's a moment, I can't remember exactly what it was. I know it's when Selena is trying to leave at some point and Dolores is following her out and saying, but you got over it, right? You're better now, right? It was that's, just a bad patch. It's just a bad patch. And and that's part of the the tragedy of of she tried her best to to raise the money and to make sure that she was able to get out of there and have a happy, better life. And I think th- those are moments where she's thinking, even though she got out of here, maybe even though I've been seeing her articles and I've been so proud of her, maybe she hasn't been okay. And I think that's a really tough thing for a parent to have to come to terms with that after they left the nest with no communication, you think they're okay, but it's kind of a reality hitting her uh, saying this perception from the outside is not what it's been like. That's when she's learning a lot more about the drugs she's taking and the alcohol and everything. And, and while she did get out and and I think led a far better life than she would have on the island, because um, it's still a shock that she even forgot about the abuse when she says she's surprised that she doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of information that she just wouldn't have gotten had she not been there. And it goes both ways, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I like that a lot because it's, it's, there's a struggle in Dolores um, to kind of reckon with could she have something differently? Could she have helped her or reached out more? And, and uh, it puts the articles that she's been uh, so proud of in a different perspective. And I like that. Yeah. She even tells her mother, the phone works both ways, mother. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, in that scene, you can tell she's heartbroken at the realization that she didn't do enough for her. And, you know, being the daughter, she just has no idea that's what her mom is feeling. Um, but you know, at that point she doesn't have all the information yet, but yeah, she's, she's just seems so heartbroken to, to have to accept that her life isn't as, as nice as it seems living in New York. Um, a lot of the movies, she just seems so heartbroken over what, what she couldn't, she couldn't stop it. She couldn't stop what happened. And she seems like she carries that guilt with her just like Selena does. 
It's funny to think the thing that got her there, uh, Salita, the facts we, we know was written by by uh, the detective, but the writing of it is like, isn't this your mother? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I think it's just funny to think of Jack writing that <laughs> and being like, oh, this will get her here. This will get her here. All right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, what was his motive for getting her there? I don't so get, he could reopen fully... the previous case. So he can get more information out of her or something? Because she, maybe she wouldn't maybe be connected so could, to this case. No, but maybe so he could talk to her like he wasn't able to when she was a kid. Maybe. Which also, I don't know when the law was established that you can't interrogate a minor without their parent present. So yeah. regardless. Because <laughs> he's just saying, let's get them on their own. Let's get them on their own. And, and knowing about the abuse by then would also explain a lot more about why that would be a terrible idea of, of putting her in a room alone with a stranger, a strange, a strange man. man. Yeah. yeah. That, and who's yelling at her. <laughs> yeah. Who's yelling at her. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know how good a detective he is. Uh, Cause even in the, in the bar room where he's trying in the bar, he's trying to tell her like, Oh, you know, we're a lot alike. Right. Yeah. I don't follow his, I don't follow his, his reasoning this movie. Well, we both have we both have drive. We both love our jobs. Um like he's trying to get her on his side and it kind of backfires because Selena's um Selena's so repressed and mm-hmm. and um it's not even like loyalty to her mom. It, it's just it's yeah. it's it's like she hates men. It's yeah. almost like she hates men. Like she's just using her boss um, what was his name? Eric Bogosian. Kevin something maybe. Didn't write it down. George no. Whatever her boss's name is. Um, like she was just sleeping with him just to get better stories. Peter. Better stories. Peter. Peter. Pumpkin eater. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it felt like she was, you know, like she doesn't connect with men at all. So for him to try to connect with her wasn't going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and I kind of I kind of like that. It's a little it's a little bit subtle, even without her really remembering him, remembering the role he had in their in their case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Dolores has to explain who he was. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't she doesn't remember that. There's an interesting way of, because when I had mentioned that this is a Stephen King movie because it's about people reckoning with their past in their hometown that mm-hmm. when they were children, it really is just, it's this event that happened that brought them all together at one point um, that they are being forced to relive from a different perspective uh, all at the same time in different ways and they're learning different things about different things <laughs> and uh, it's basically it, but with a far more real uh, um villain is joe uh the actual real life monster yeah yeah yeah. um and i like that i like that it's not only it's not only forcing uh um wait why can't i remember the daughter's name selena selena it's not only forcing selena to actually you know reckon with the truth it's it's forcing uh um, Dolores to have a different perspective on her daughter in that during that time, 
And it's also forcing the detective to have this, uh, this spot on his record to be right back in his face again and him facing that. Uh, I think there's just something so interesting about some sort of collective past event that is just haunting everybody that it can just pop back up. And that kind of anti-nostalgia to it that I think Stephen King brings to this. And I've said, you know, I keep saying, it, but it, I like that a lot. It's really haunting. It's, it's the past haunting you in a way that only the past can. And this movie just has that. Um, and it's just a different perspective from everybody. And I like that. Yeah. Well, are there any last thoughts before we move on to them quotes? Dolores has a lot of quick and witty comebacks to a lot of stuff. She's great. She's funny. I, I love how yeah. this is. I love how she's written and, and some of the shit she says. She's always ready to talk shit to somebody, no matter what's happening. You piss squirts. <laughs> <laughs> I see someone like her, and, and I know Selena keeps asking this, but I, I see Dolores and the way that she acts and how strong she is. And I just wonder, like, why is she still there? I get that she had that relationship with Vera, but I just can't help but think that she just, she belongs somewhere better, <laughs> you know, with her Besides strength. being with Vera? I guess so, yeah. I I I think it's because both both women connect, um, especially after Dolores has her breakdown about, Joe taking the money and Vera Vera starts out with saying, well, don't look at me. All my money's wrapped up in cash, you know, <laughs> like, like I'm rich. I don't got your fucking problems, bitch. Um, but then Selena is brought up and they're not sure. Like Vera wants to know how far Joe has gone with her. And Dolores is, uh, that admits that she doesn't know, but he'll, he'll get to her sooner or later. And, and that's when Vera, Vera comes up with, tells Dolores in confidence that she's the one who killed her husband by, um, making sure his accident, his accidental brakes failed. Um, I think that's what connects them because Dolores knows this bit of information about Vera that she could actually use against her. And Vera knows information about Dolores that she could actually use against her. So I don't want to say it's a stalemate, but I think it's a, um, they, they only have each other really. I, and I, and I really, um, I really do believe it when Selena comes in and she says these two women loved each other. Um, and I don't mean like lesbian love uh, there. They were their only family each other had. Nobody else came to visit. Nobody else. Like she was Dolores's only friend and Dolores was her only friend, even though, even though they had, you know, they traded barbs all the time. It doesn't mean they weren't friends. They're friends in their own way. They were they friends. They loved each other. They were in their friends own way. in their and they, own small town in Maine. And they, way. they, took, yeah. and they yeah. took care. They did take care of each other. Vera took care of of Dolores whenever she needed it, and I I think the type of person Dolores is, Dolores would take care of Vera until the bitter end, because she was she was dedicated 
and she was appreciative of um the advice she got and the um the strength that Vera gave her to do what needed to be done with Joe. Mm-hmm. She even uses her slogan quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. In the sometimes being a bitch is all a woman has to live for. I don't know. Hold on to. Hold on to. In the book, they the reveal of like the will seems more surprising mm-hmm. because Vera has two kids. Who Dolores has assumed that that's who's going to get the the money the whole time. Come to find out when she dies that her kids have been dead for years. And she had just been lying about her kids being alive. And so Dolores is even more surprised about the, about the money from the will because she just, she had no idea it's also, I think, thirty million in the book oh, versus Jesus Christ. the one million that she gets here. Mm-hmm. But did they think one million was like more believable or something? Why maybe thirty million. Was, uh, yeah. I don't know. That seems like a lot of money. Thirty million in the seventies. Yeah. Well, no, in the, se- in the in the seventies is when Selena was young. So this this was in the this was already in the nineties whenever she's already grown up. Mm. I would assume. Because she had worked for her for twenty two years. Yeah. Is what she said. So and Selena hadn't been back for fifteen for years, 15 which years. means she would be thirty two if she graduated from high school at eighteen. Yeah. Or seventeen. Yeah. So so it be in the yeah. It'd be in the nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. Yeah. But yeah, thirty million still Still quite a lot of still money. Still quite a lot of money. <laughs> Shit, I take three fifty. Three hundred fifty dollars? Yeah. No, three dollars and fifty cents. Man. Oh. Me too. Not no. even enough for just, uh, just give me a coffee. <laughs> a burger anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Not even enough for a coffee anymore, Brandon. Just regular, regular coffee? Oh yeah. I'm sure you could get a black coffee. Like two twenty five, two fifty, yeah. You can't buy a coffee for a nickel anymore, Brandon. No, you can't. Used to when I was young. When I was young, you could. Me too. Used to when you could. When you were young, you could buy a coffee for a nickel. I'd walk down to the local coffee store, and I'd give them a nickel. A di- um, uh, a nick- it still uh, doesn't yeah. cost anything to make a <laughs> cup of fucking coffee, and they charge so much for it. Ready to move on to quotes? Sure, I think so. Let's do it, Brandon. We'll start with you. That's not my quote. <laughs> and that wasn't me. I got a quote from Dolores. It's when she's hanging up the um hanging up the laundry in a flashback. And she says, Hell ain't something you get thrown into overnight. Nope. Real hell comes on you slow and steady as the line of wet winter sheets. It's not leaking off your nose, your hands so cold and raw you start wishing they'd go numb. It's only December, and you know by February that skin's going to be cracked and cracked so bad it'll break open and bleed if you clench your fist. But you go on to the next and the next. Before you know it, those sheets stretch on 20 years. Mm. I like that. That's a great quote. She's a boss-ass bitch. She's hardcore. It's just the passing of time, like doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um. 
and just one year bleeding into the other and pretty soon your life is 20 years is gone. True. Mm-hmm. Jose, for me, that's wiping my butt. <laughs> 20 years later 20, 20 years later i'll write a i'll write like a, a similar quote to that but it'll be about uh about butt wiping and soon soon before you know it is 20 years <laughs> hell ain't something you get thrown into overnight <laughs> nope real hell comes on you slow like runny shits down in your underwear <laughs> like wet winter shits <laughs> in your hands start cracked with your butt running <laughs> putting your hands on your crack god damn we're so Clinching funny your from all the we're so funny poop <laughs> Jose what's your quote uh, my quote is one of Dolores's many funny moments I think but Frank says to her or Frank saying to Selena and Dolores, Selena, we'd like her to stay at our house for the next few days. And Dolores replies, if I decide to make my grand escape to South America, I'll be sure to let you know first. <laughs> Just that one of many Dolores. of classic witty, witty remarks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my quote is from Vera. Uh, it's the, it's when she's telling her about, you gotta kill your husband. And she just says, sometimes, Dolores, sometimes you have to be a high-riding bitch to survive. And I just snaps to that. That's my life. That's my motto. <laughs> you know you me. You gotta be a high-riding bitch. I'm a high-riding <laughs> bitch. That's how I'm getting from point A to point B every day. Yeah, I um when one thing Dolores says that that I've loved, um, she says. She tells Mackie, now listen to me, Mr. Grand High Poobah upper butt of upper butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved that. On the spot. She just comes up yeah. with that stuff. <laughs> Grand High Poobah of upper butt crack. Upper butt crack. <laughs> uh, you got your meme review? My meme review. Should I do a simple one? Yeah. Two dead husbands out of two. <laughs> <laughs> Jose? Uh, I'll give this movie 85 out of 87 solved murders. Mm. <laughs> I give this movie one uh, wait. One wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait. What? Uh, okay. I give this movie one Dolores Claiborne with one rolling pin in one staircase out of three. I was trying to form, form it as a clue answer. <laughs> a clue? <laughs> <laughs> when Dolores Claiborne with a with one rolling with, pin with a rolling pin on, on the, the staircase. staircase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also 99 cigarettes smoked out of 100. Yeah. Six out Mackie of six. Her put it away. Put six the out of six away. clothing pins. <laughs> six out of six clothing pins. Yeah. I can get my real review. I give this movie an eight out of ten. I think it's a very good movie. I I think uh, Kathy Bates is her name. I Kathy think she's Bates. amazing. She's yes. so good in this movie. Uh, also, um, Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's also amazing. All the cast is so good. Um, I think there's such a strong relationship between mother and daughter in this movie that I think if you had other siblings, it would take away from it. At least what they're trying to tell in in this movie and uh, that past coming to them and and 
what I was talking about, the way it haunts you, not only you, but like families and, and generations. And that's just something that I always love hearing stories about. Uh, and on top of just the performances, the writing, I, I think it's just a really, really powerful story. So eight out of 10. Was it? I'll give this a nine out of 10. I know I had some gripes about the color grading and the editing at times and some of the story, but I think overall, despite all those things, I really enjoyed this. I did not want to pause this at any moment I wanted it to, I was completely immersed in the story and I, it's rare that a movie truly grasped me like that. I think the performances are great um, all across the board, just like, like you mentioned Blake, but also Christopher Plummer does a really good job. Um, just kind of playing like the asshole cop. Uh, John C. Riley <laughs> just shows up out of nowhere but he he does a great job. I think he he's a cool he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is an awesome adaptation of a Stephen King novel. I think it it captures that dying town in Maine theme perfectly, and I I'm I'm very interested in the book now. And this is a movie that I'll I'll gladly rewatch over and over again. Because I, I, it's such a, it's a sad story with, with real people. It feels like they're real, and I, I really like that. So I'll give it nine out of ten. Yeah. Um. Of course, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Um. I really, I really like the writing. I really like the dialogue. Um. I like the story and how little bits fit together. Um, you get little clues to, to everything. I think, I think it could have been done a little better maybe in some parts. Um, but that's always, you know, kind of like what couch directing. Uh, but, um, I, I do put this on quite a bit and, and just listen to it. Uh, and it's, it, uh, I think it's one of the, the, it doesn't have to be the best movie, but somehow, like I said, uh, said earlier, subliminally, it's, it's been an influential movie to me, I think. Um, yeah, not even knowing that something that you've written has, has so much connection to something that you've watched over and over again, and you never even thought about it until until you decide to sit and break it down. And I think that's really, I think that's, that, that makes the movie special to me, like even more special to me now. Yeah. All right. Ready to pick a new one? Sure. What's happening? Be careful. Don't strangle yourself. Okie dokie, Brandon. There's a sticker on the top of that. Nope. It's not there anymore. (laughs) Where is it? Oh no! I put it away. <laughs> shit yourself. No, I'm good. Yeah, don't shit in my chair. You're forcing it a little too much. Push one of them wet winter shits out. <laughs> oh, the face you're making. Gone girl. Oh, <laughs> was this your choice? Uh, no, I think it's yours. Was it mine? I don't remember. I think who it's put yours. It in yeah, there. it's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched this with Blake in college. Uh-huh. I love this movie. Yeah. But I haven't rewatched it since, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Same. I haven't watched it again. I read the book right before and I was like so into it. I was yeah. I was part of the Gone Girl uh, mania. Are you sure it was me who put this in? I'm pretty positive. I didn't put this in. Okay, then. Uh, sure. Well, we can check the. We, we can, can check. 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 Again, yeah, we can but, check. I have it up on the yeah. computer. It's probably me. I I unless I am hallucinating. I I did not put this in. You're probably feeling the same. Yeah, I'm probably feeling the same. Maybe Brandon put it in. He's when, fucking um, with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it would have the date oh, if yeah. I put it in. Yeah. When when was the book written? When was pretty this, recently before it, the movie? Yeah, it was like within a year or two before yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Hmm. At least I think I could be wrong, but we'll check it. We'll check it. We'll, we'll check. check it. Yeah, yeah. We'll get all the facts next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get we'll get all the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty, just mm-hmm. the facts. Yeah, probably my movie. Yeah, we think ninety nine percent sure. Okay, yeah. all right, there we go. So next next week we're gonna find a girl. Yes, yes. They think they're missing, but girl, I'm gone. I'm fucking. What the hell is that? <laughs>